New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Hello again, dear ones, Dr. Robert with you here on a Friday evening. It's five o'clock on the Mountain Time Zone, and that means it is time for the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. Thank you for being with us here this evening. You know, this is that opportunity where we get to bring you great stories that create conversation throughout your week and remind each and every one of us that we really are creating a world that works better for everyone. Big shout out and thank you to Reverend Barbara Jean for covering last week and being here. I love that we get to share this program and uh, you get to hear more than one perspective on stories sometimes. All right, let's jump right on into it tonight. Big news. Violent crime and homicides are falling across the U.S. major cities. Uh, Detroit is on a 60-year uh, track to a 60-year low. Now, uh, what happened is a special task force was created to address a criminal back case backlog in Detroit. And because of that, violent crime is generally falling at a combined rate of about 56%. Now, following the government-enforced lockdowns with the pandemic, uh, Detroit and Wayne County were, were facing about 4,000 felons awaiting trial. Now, that task force has reduced that number to about 1,400. Uh, now, as a result of their various efforts, which really just amounted to budget increases and allowing judges and others to work from home, Three metrics of violent crime from the first 11 months of 2023 compared to 2022 went dra down dramat dramatically. The homicide rate was down by 18% and carjackings down by 36%. Mayor Mike Duggan said, we all knew, know why violent crime soared in America. The criminal court shut down. Uh, and uh, now we're catching up and finding out that crime is actually down. Other cities, including Chicago, L.A., and New York, are reporting similar results and similar findings. We're at a pre-pandemic rate where overall shootings and homicides have fallen by 19% since pre-pandemic measurements. That we like. This is good news, folks. And that's what we're all about here on the good news on the good news on Friday nights on New Thought Media Network is sharing those good news stories. Here's another one that I found that um, is really 
I, I think an exciting piece of, of what's happened. A collaborative study involving experts in Europe and the U.S. found the treatment of stem cells appears to protect the brains of MS patients from further damage. This is a first ever clinical trial in humans. The researchers found patients injected with the stem cells exhibited no increase in disability or worsening of, of symptoms. The promising study published in the journal Stem Cell Cell is hoped to lead to further clinical trials that could provide treatment for progressive MS. Currently, estimates are that more than 2 million people live with MS across the globe. And while some treatment currently available can reduce the severity and frequency of relapse, two-thirds of patients still transition into a debilitating secondary progressive phase of the disease within 25 to 30 years of their diagnosis. The autoimmune disease um, it, it can really wreak havoc. Uh, and uh, this study uh, shows promise. Now, we're going to keep an eye on this story for you and uh, report back as we learn more. And, you know, folks, we get most of our stories over at the goodnewsnetwork.org. You can head over to their website, give them some of the love and attention they deserve, and follow up with some of these stories over there as well. Hey, here's a story that I think uh, was, well, it just really sparked for me, <laughs> all puns intended. Uh, the ancient Californian redwoods are sprouting new shoots from the blackened trunks that were uh, destroyed in fires years ago, a number of years ago. Uh, as devastating fires sparked fears that California's redwoods would never recover, these old-time tr uh, trees uh, are doing just that. They're recovering. Now, they're utilizing deep stores of energy in their roots to sprout new growth weeks after they were charred. The story begins after lightning sparked a fire in California's Big Basin Redwood State Park a uh, number of years back. Scientists were worried about the ancient trees, uh, but also knew they had evolved to deal with fire over millions of years. Now, what happened is they realized that... Uh, while the trees were singed to their crowns, Drew Peltier, who's a tree ecophysicist at Northern Arizona University, told Science and Ma uh, told Science Magazine it was shocking. It was really seemed like most of the trees were going to die. However, what we, they began to find, including Melissa Enright of the U.S. Forest Service, uh, found shoots that were. Uh, growing out of the base of these trees. So they did a little work and found out that the sugar molecules in these sprouts was over 20 years old, which means the trees are living off the energy they produced 20 some odd years ago. Wow. <laughs> Once the scientists looked even deeper at individual carbon molecules inside those sugars, they saw that some of this carbon was three times as old as that. This energy could have been 60 years old in what they, before they were, uh, before it now is getting used, <coughs> excuse me, to regrow these trees in California. What another great story. We talk about life everlasting in the New Thought Movement, and this is a great example of that, whether it's plant life, human life, animal life. Uh, we have life, life is, life is prime, as my good buddy Reverend LZ likes to say, and we're seeing it here again, that given an opportunity, 
life continues, life proliferates, and uh, life continues to grow. And sometimes, you know, us, uh, us humans, we don't always do the wrong thing. Sometimes we do the right thing. And our next story is all about that. Uh, in the California Bay Area, think San Francisco, San Jose, Santa Clara County, Silicon Valley, the salmon are returning. Exactly. <laughs> Who would have thought that the cradle of 21st century civilization with all the problems and advances would have space for a wild river ecosystem capable of supporting salmon runs? But there they are, uh, some fish weighing as much as 30 pounds, as long as 35 inches, running up the Guadalupe River watershed, as scientists say, by the hundreds. Creeks in San Jose, like Los Gatos and Guadalupe, nearly lost their native salmon population as the riverbeds became covered in trash over years ago. Starting about 10 years ago, the South Bay Clean Creeks Coalition started uh, their cleanup operation over time. They've removed over 1.3 million pounds of trash, <clears throat> everything from bottles, cars, tires, and mattresses. Researchers are now studying the animals and tracking their origins, hoping to answer whether these are native uh, salmon returning to their, to their spawning grounds or hatchery strays that have been released into the wild. Good news for the salmon returning to the rivers, creeks, and, uh, and tributaries from which they came. I love this story, folks. It is so good to see when life, as I said, is prime and continues to move forward. Hey, we need to take a quick break. Let a couple of our organizational sponsors and individual uh, organizational sponsors say hello. Uh, however, we've got a whole lot more good news coming right after this break breaks so please stay with us hit the like share and subscribe buttons let your friends and family know what we're doing we'll be back in just a little over a minute with more on the good news here on new thought media network please stay tuned
And we're back with more of the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. I'm Dr. Robert. Thanks for being with us on a Friday evening. And as that last spot did say, our new community social network platform is open and ready for you to come join. Just head on over to the website, ntmedia.org. Click on the, the community button near the top and uh, come on in and join us on our new social media platform. You can find a lot more about all of our programs, all of our hosts, and all everything that's going on here around the New Thought Media Network over on that site. All right, here's another story that I liked because it kind of felt like that. Well, yeah, we've always known that. Uh, scientists from Northwestern University and the University of California, Davis, have concluded a meta-study where they looked at existing literature of over of various studies that included more than 44,000 people. And they're looking at the five big personality traits uh, and how they influence dementia. Now, these traits are, found, uh, are positive, extroverted, conscientious people. I'm sorry, the study found that positive, extroverted, and conscientious people are less likely to get dementia. Again, in this study of over 44,000 people, what a great work. Now, those personality traits are conscientiousness, extroversion, openness, neuroticism, and agreeable, agreeableness. Now, these, along with the subject's well-being, positive and negative affect, and life satisfaction, all went into determining. Uh, authors of the study, Amura Beck, said, we wanted to leverage new technology to synthesize these studies and test the strength and consistency of the associations. If those links hold up, then targeted personality traits for change and interventions earlier in life could be a way to reduce dementia risks in the long term. Good news. Get a positive outlook on life right now. Become more conscientious, more extroverted, more positive. You have less likelihood of dementia in the long run. Gotta love that story. Hey, here's a really, really fun one too. Uh, it's, called, uh, it's called Flash Dads. And this is happening uh, in Louisville Elementary School, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Wednesdays might be a favorite day for students because the Flash Dads show up. Now, that's not every week. It's not the same schools, uh, but they show up at various schools. It's a group of fathers that get together and give high fives and positive encouragement to middle school students as they enter school. One of the associate principals from uh, a school affected said, every time we have a Flash Dads event, students, principals, and teachers always say, man, the day was so much better. Students are positive and uplifted, and they can't believe people are there for them. That principal also said, I think it's important to have Flash Dads in all the schools and come out and visit the schools. But more importantly, it gives the kids just a, a wonderful start to their day. Congratulations to the Flash Dads. See, this is one of those things, folks. I think it is so easy to get something like this moving. And perhaps this story is, is sparking you and saying, hey, I, I want to be a Flash Dad. I, I want to get that started. And, and all you got to do is walk into your kid's school, 
go talk to a guidance counselor, go talk to somebody in the office, an associate principal or the principal themselves and say, hey, <clears throat> I heard this really good idea. I got it from the Good News Network from and from New Thought Media Network and their show, The Good News. And we want to do this in our school. That's how easy it is to get involved. That's how easy it is to do something positive for the kids in our lives. And this next story is more of the same. I want to introduce you to Robert Crane. Robert is the founder of Bob's Bikes for Needy Kids. It's a nonprofit dedicated to renovating bicycles and providing them to underage privilege, underprivileged children without any cost. Now, Robert said that uh, I used to sit at the casino and play poker. I haven't been in a casino for seven years. And I've, and I've never had a machine hug me or say thank you. Uh, if you get a chance to look inside Robert's garage, it is a treasure trove of bikes awaiting for new homes, each one holding precious memories for the families they've touched and uh, the promise of great times for the families that they will be donated to. With the holiday season upon us, Crane is working tirelessly putting in overtime to ensure more children experience the joy of owning the owning bikes. This all started when Robert's daughter uh, didn't have the funds to buy her her child, his grandson, a bike. Uh, in in a twist of fate, he refurb he the refurbished bike meant for his grandson ended up getting immense interest when it was listed on Craigslist. He said he uh, he put the bike that he meant for his grandson on Craigslist and received 50, 80 responses within an hour, which recognized there was a real need for these refurbished bikes out in the world. We want to say a big, huge thank you to Robert. That's the good news, folks. Again, we can do all that the world needs with some simple ideas and some simple folks that are ready to say, hey, uh, I got an idea and I want to make it happen. And anything in that regard can happen. Hey, we do need to take another quick break and say thank you to our sponsors and individual donors. Please don't go away, though. We've got more good news coming in just a moment or so. Stay with us. After the break, we've got our hero of the week. We'll be right back. Help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors, including the Hefferlin Foundation, Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown, New Thought Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, One Heart Retreats, Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, 
Unity Spiritual Center, Kitchener. Home Center for Spiritual Living, La Mesa. Satya Center. Center for Spiritual Living, North Jersey. Unity of Savannah. And Center for Spiritual Living, Seattle. As well as all of our individual donors. Thank you for making New Thought Media Network a place to be. Please come be you. And remember, like, share, and subscribe. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you to all of our organizational sponsors and individual donors. It is your financial support that makes it possible for us to take this program and all of our programs out into the world sharing the new thought message and providing people with inspiration to live the best life they can as we work together to create a world that does work for all. Thank you for being a part of it. If you'd like to join our committed giving plan program, please head on over to ntmedia.org and follow that the instructions there. Make a monthly donation and we'll include you on the next version of our thank you video, which is due out uh, in January. Uh, so now is the time to make a pledge and make a commitment to New Thought Media Network. All right, back into the good news story. Let me introduce you to Charlie Jeffers. Now, Charlie's been playing with Lego since he was about four or five and credits the toy in helping him to learn math and engineering concepts, as well as how to be focused, flexible, and creative. Now, along the way, it has occurred to him that many kids don't have access two toys at, like Lego and their emotional and cognitive development suffers as a result. The senior at Redwood High School in Marin County, California, realized that by getting Legos into the hands of kids who can't afford the toy, it also helps and uh, keeps those, those unwanted Lego blocks from ending up in the landfills. In 2020, he launched Past the Bricks, nonprofit organization used to it with the idea of addressing both of these issues. He has a volunteer-based team that repurposes used Lego bricks into new original sets, and they go to kids in marginalized communities who don't know about them or can't afford their own sets. Pass the Bricks has an open model program template with four key steps. Collect used Lego bricks, sanitize and sort them, create new sets with the used bricks, and deliver the sets to kids in marginalized community. The team distributes the sets to kids in needs directly through partnerships with 11 different nonprofit organizations. One of the ones that is flourishing is Jeffers' ongoing relationship with the multiple chapters of the Boys and Girls Club of America. They get 50 sets in the San Francisco Boys and Girls Club of San Francisco gets 50 sets per month of recycled Legos. To date, the organization has delivered over 3,000 sets to kids in need, and people immediately see the value in it. Uh, now, brick sets have been sent to Ecuador and as well, and with over 20 volunteers, Jeffers has expanded the program in their communities in San Francisco, Marin County, Portland, Austin, D.C., Richmond, and Los Angeles, and is looking to scale the program further to create as much impact as possible. He's created an easy-to-use program template with clear instructions on how to facilitate the program out of one's own home. If you'd like to get started, you can. 
His ultimate goal is widespread behavior change so that every Lego brick has a second life and that as many kids as possible get access to this incredible toy. Anyone looking to donate their Legos should contact Charlie at his website, passthebricks.org. That's www.passthebricks.org. I think I'm I think we've got a box of them around here somewhere uh, that I need to get in the mail. Uh, you can also learn more about starting your own chapter of Pass the Bricks in your city there on the website. Please, folks, do take a look at what young Mr. Jeffers is doing. What a great idea. We're going to keep an eye on this story and keep following it. We'll report more as we learn more as well. All right, next up is Ellie Gianelli of Stockton, California. Now, Ellie's been making colorful socks with silly designs for years. And because of her close relationship with her grandmother, she began giving those socks away in nursing homes. Currently a high school junior, uh, she started Socks for Seniors all the way back when she was in seventh grade. And has so far spruced up over 92 care homes in 48 states, picking up a few pen pals and friends along the way. Uh, as Christmas approaches, Ellie says she's doubling down on her hobby to send boxes of silly socks to seniors in all 50 states in time for the big holiday. She also said, I know they have toys for tots and things for kids, and you always seem to forget about seniors. Maybe they don't have family, or maybe they live super far away, and they're not only getting like a postcard. She's got a GoFundMe set up trying to raise $10,000 to support her mission. And uh, as of the original reporting of this story a few days back, she was already at 95% of her total uh, in uh, requested donations with 19 days to go. I got a feeling Ellie has met her goal over there on GoFundMe. Good girl. Good job, girl. Keep it up. Silly socks for seniors. I love this. Is another one I think is just and so easy to do. You can walk into almost any senior center uh, and say hello, introduce yourself, get started helping out and do something fun for the people of your neighborhood in your and in your uh and in your area and this next story isn't about foe people as much as it is about helping all life uh, and every year in the winter we have various stories throughout the winter about firefighters and others rescuing animals from uh rivers and lakes and uh, uh bodies of water well it started already this year in minnesota uh, worried locals called the Prior Lake Fire Department when they spied a large deer stuck on Pike Lake. Uh, it, what happened is, um, as you probably know, the animal got out there and, and couldn't get back, and its hooves started to poke holes in the ice, and that's where the real trouble starts. Without being able to stand up, the animal was effectively uh, stranded on the lake. Firefighters arrived, and rather than try to pull the animal to safety, they used a curling technique and pushed the, the, the deer to shore. They brought out a Y-shaped pole, crawled on their hands and knees to cross the ice to, sit, to get to the animal, and then was able to push the animal to solid ground. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. What a great story. I love 
Uh, I always love the good endings when we tell these stories as well. And hey, you know, folks, every week here on the New Thought Media Network, we like to focus in on a hero. Here it is, your hero of the week. Middle school uh, principal Jason Smith has seen plenty of struggling children in his 14-plus year career as a principal in a Kentucky middle school, uh, and he's gone above and beyond. Now, this story is a little bit of a throwback. Uh, However, it found its way across my feed this week, and I really did want to highlight on it. Uh, Principal Smith... uh, was uh, connect ended up connected to a young girl who was having a lot of problem uh, as she had been in and out of foster care her entire life. Uh, Raven was wait awaiting to talk to the principal because she had thrown a yogurt cup in the dining hall. Uh, the, Jason asked her, "How would would you do that in a restaurant?" And the girl admitted she had never been in a restaurant. Well, Jason and his wife had had their own troubles conceiving a child and had worked with numerous foster children, none of which ended up being adoptable. They took one look at Raven and decided maybe this was their chance and adopted Raven. With the principal in the house, her uh, performance in school definitely improved. And she was able to graduate high school and is currently attending the University of Kentucky, where she is studying to be a social worker. What a great story, folks. Thank you, Mr. Smith, for being the good guy in the story and bringing the good news forward into the world as well. All right, folks, I'm Dr. Robert. I got to get out of here. I've effectively run a little overtime on the good news here tonight. So I want to let you get back into your evening. Stay tuned here on the new thought media network. Reverend Michael Mangus is up at the top of the hour with the fireside chat. And we round it all off later tonight with our evening prayers. I'm Dr. Robert until next time. I can't wait to be with you again. And until then I wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now.